So God be the glory. One, two, three, check. One, two, three. Hello, hello, hello. What is going on? What is going on? 
Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. You are worthy, worthy, worthy to be praised, O Lord. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. To God be the glory. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Another wonderful day. We give God all the praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus conquer the world. Hallelujah, Satan, you are in trouble. The Lord reigneth in my life today. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Uh, please, if you can hear me, let me know loud and clear, please. In the next 10 seconds, quickly, please. If you can hear me, loud and clear, loud and clear. Quickly type loud and clear, please. Let us know that you are hearing and it's very clear. And at the same time, it's loud enough. So we are asking you in the next 10 seconds to quickly type loud and clear, loud and clear, loud and clear. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You are worthy to be praised. You are worthy, worthy, worthy. Worthy is the Lamb, worthy is the Lamb, worthy is the Lamb. We give you glory, Lord, as we honor you. You are wonderful. You are worthy, O Lord. You are wonderful. You are worthy, O Lord. You are worthy, Lord. Dr. Sister Kate, the United Nations mother-in-law, good to see you, man. Loud and clear, hallelujah. You are worthy, Lord. 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 Father, we give you all the glory this day. Mighty one of Israel, we acknowledge that you are worthy to be praised. We acknowledge your goodness. We acknowledge your greatness. We acknowledge your love. We acknowledge your mighty hand that we experience every day. Above all, we acknowledge the presence of your Son, Jesus Christ, on the face of the earth, that we may have life and have it abundantly. Lord, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. Blessed be God of Israel, who was and is and is to come. Thank you for the privilege, the grace, the power that you supply, the steadfastness of the Lord that never ceases, and they are new every morning. We exalt your holy name. 
You are beautiful beyond description. You are the lion of the tribe of Judah. You are the one that was, that is, and that is to come. Ancient of days is your name. You are worthy. You are higher than the highest. You are, you are stronger than the strongest. Lord, you are the king, that enthroned king, the only king that can dethrone king. You neither sleep nor slumber. We give you praise. We exalt your name. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb that taketh away the sins of the world. We thank you, Lord, for this brand new day. We thank you, Lord, for this wonderful day. We thank you, Lord, for this beautiful day. We thank you, Lord, for all that you are doing and all that you will do. We thank you, Lord, because you are Yea and amen. This is what your word says. It says the word of God is yea and amen. And you are the word that became flesh. And for this we are grateful. We thank you Lord for the grace and the privilege to be able to look into your word for correction, for rebuking, for strength, for power. And above all for life Lord we thank you because your word gives lives. We exalt your name that your name alone be glorified. Lord, we thank you. We ask, Lord, that you open our heart again to see you in your word. We ask, Lord, for your presence, Lord, in your word, that as we speak your word, your presence will descend on us, Lord, because there is power in your word and enablement to run according to your word. We give you praise, glory, honor, and adoration. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. We thank you, Lord, you are holy, holy Lord, and forever you are Lord. We thank you, Lord, you are holy, Holy Lord, and forever you are Lord, and forever you are Lord. Ah, alleluia, alleluia, alleluia to our God, alleluia to our God. Thank you, Lord, you are holy, holy Lord, and forever you are God. And forever you are Lord. Alleluia. Alleluia. Alleluia to our God. Amen and amen. Merry Sunday to each and every one of you. We welcome you in the name of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's another brand new day. The day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. We say thank you for being a partaker wherever you are joining us from. Sister Judith, I see you there. How are you and the family? And uh, to everyone else that I can see, we welcome you in the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is Pray the Word Ministry, our Sunday service online. We've been doing this now for a while since the beginning of the pandemic. And as we speak, our own building is yet to be opened. But nevertheless, the Bible says the church is marching on and the gate of hell shall not prevail. And for this, we are grateful that the gate of hell shall, will, and can 
never prevail. And don't forget, it's not talking about the building. It's talking about you as the church of the Most High. It's talking about me as the church of the Most High. He didn't say the gate of hell will not fight. He says the gate of hell shall not prevail. So once again, we welcome you wherever you are joining us from. Uh, you can see I'm with my wife. We have been looking into the scripture, this book of Second Timothy chapter 2, uh, verse 4, talking about do not entangle with the affairs of this world. I'm going to read that in a minute, but I'm just, you know, <clears throat> uh, refreshing uh, 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 the topic that this is what we have been looking at for I think about two Sundays now or three, I can't remember, but we still want to continue. And as of last week, we laid emphasis on pleasing the commanding officer. And we look at the life of David, what David did in the book of Second Samuel. And the Bible says that thing that David did displease the Lord. So as a child of God, we are called to please our father. As a soldier, we are called to please our commanding officer, the one that has enlisted us or enlist us in the army. Do not entangle yourself with the affairs of this world. There are many affairs in this world. In the book of uh, Mark, he spoke about when the word of God as a seed has gone out. He says, the worry of this world, the worries of this life, choke some of this word in us. And that's why it's not fruitful. It's not yielding fruit. So we need to look inward of ourselves and look at whatever it is that we have given ourselves totally to. Yes, we may be going to church, but this has entangled us. It has wrapped us up. You know, when you wrap your baby in the, uh, 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 what's that thing? Shawl. You wrap them up so that they can be warm. You only leave the face just and even most of the time we put the uh, uh, hat on their head because we believe that cold can easily enter through the head after wrapping all the body so we also make sure that the head is covered and this is the way entangle is according to the definition of the dictionary that you get caught up in something and there is no way of breaking loose or you <clears throat> You are in a web, like like uh, we see the spider spreading the web and to lure ants and insects and flies. Why? Because those are the food that it feeds on. And whenever the uh, spider spread the uh, web, they are very attractive to flies because they be shining and flies want to be ah what's going on there what's shining there let me look and before you know it it gets into the web and it gets entangled the the spider wherever the spider is will be wrapping up the web around the flies until the fly chokes and die and this is what the word of god is telling us that don't 
get entangled with the affairs of this world. In other words, there is an assignment that we have that we need to focus on and don't leave that original assignment. Don't have affairs. A man that is married, legally married to a woman and then looking out to other women in the very present world that we live in, it is called the man is having an affair because it's not legit. So God is calling us into the legitimate work with him and not having affairs with the world, with the affairs of this world. And there are many things that takes our time that do not give us that audience with God anymore. Many, many things, many things. But you need to look inward of yourself. I need to look inward of myself and see whatever it is. Ladies and gentlemen, we welcome you once again, Sister Bimbola. I see you there. Uh, before we go on, uh, sorry, I think I just got carried away. I forgot him. my wife is there. Sorry. That's right. Sorry, it's not that I forget, but I've forgotten. Even if you forgot, <laughs> it's absolutely fine. Uh, so, There's only one thing you said so far that I have anything to say about. Okay. And it doesn't matter whether you are legally married to the person or not. If you're in a relationship and you have an extra, extra relationship somewhere, it's still wrong. Okay, so if I'm not married... And you uh, said if you're legally married. Married, yes. Yeah. So even if I'm not legally married, mm. because there are loads of people that are not legally married mm. and they have been in relationship for mm. a very long time. Yeah, so when I look even up... Even if you look outside that relationship, mm. you're still having an affair. Look, I agree with you, but you have to take this up with all the dictionaries. Okay, why? The dictionary said only those that are married? When you look at uh, their look definitions, it says when you are legally I married. Am going to so, have so, so I at least I saw one or two that says when you are legally so what married. Am I, what am I looking at? Affairs? Yes, having an affair. Yeah, so okay. that's where I saw. So it's not me that is making it up. So you can take it up with the Webster, Oxford, and the rest. And I know you are good at that, so praise God for that. Uh, we are going into the scripture, people of God. Can I give you a definition? Yes, you can. An affair is a romantic and emotionally intense relationship mm -hmm. with someone mm -hmm. other than your spouse or partner. Okay, which dictionary is that? This is uh, it's not just dictionary. I can't even find what it is. Okay, but, but you know, I've only mentioned only two dictionaries that I mentioned to okay, you. Okay, so Webster. Uh, enlarge, and enlarge the coast of your web. Uh, <laughs> and you know, these days, many, many things are being redefined. Okay, when you and I we are so growing up, there come, is nothing like that. Come into 21st century. Okay, okay? praise God you for leave <laughs> your uh, old school. Okay. And come into 21st so, century. You know me and this topic. Look, Anybody I'm not disagreeing with you. I, it doesn't matter whether you've put a ring or not, or if you've committed yourself to any relationship. Yes. And you I, go look, outside I totally that agree. relationship, it is an affair. I totally agree. I am not disagreeing. But I am just quoting 
you know when you quote, mm, okay. it's like Babangida. Unquote. Babangida Unquote. said Unquote. Nigeria is a nation, Unquote. and I quote Babangida. Unquote. So unquote, I've unquoted. Uh -huh. Okay. <laughs> so let's go. Or oh, before we go, I don't know if you have anything you want to say hello to no, everyone. Uh, when I need to speak, well, I have spoken. You spoken. I... So okay. So. To everybody that is there, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. God bless each and every one of you. And as always, it's a pleasure to have you all in the house. I pray you are doing well. Your family is doing well. I pray the Lord is uh, sustaining you, upholding you, and that you are walking in the path of righteousness with your household in the mighty name of Jesus. So, yeah, that's my welcome today. Well, to God be the glory. So we want to start from the original text, which is the book of Timothy, second book of Timothy, chapter 2. Second Timothy, chapter 2, and I'm going to read KJV, second Timothy, chapter 2, from the beginning, but we are going into verse 4, then I'll go into the book of Galatians and I'll pass the button to my teacher, the original teacher, black and shine, sweet, uh, periwinkle. Peri, peri Is it periwinkle? Can we move forward? Yeah, are we not forward? Okay. <laughs> we are not Let's backward. Forward. We are back. We are not backward. Oh, hey. So, Second Timothy chapter two, from the beginning. Second Timothy. The book of 2 Timothy chapter 2 from the beginning says, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man, verse 4, this is our text, no man that worried entangle himself with the affairs of this life that it may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. I want to take that again, three and four. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that worried, this is verse 4 now, entangleth himself with the affairs of this life that it may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. I quickly want to read the book of Galatians. The book of Galatians chapter 5. And I'm reading only verse 1 out of the book of Galatians chapter 5. It says, Stand first, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. I'm going to read that again. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Like I said, I'm going to read and move over to you. 
and I'm by your side. Oh, by my side. I don't think what you've done is right. What did I do? Read and hand over to me because I don't know why you've chosen the scriptures. You've even moved on to Galatians as well. Uh, so what are you trying to, what are you showing us? Entangle. I know. Uh, but you have chosen the scriptures. I didn't. Yeah. So you tell me why you've chosen the scriptures. Okay. Why the first scripture speaks about entangle. The second scripture about entangle. So that's why, ma. When we look at these two scriptures, the first one is talking about, let's quickly go back there. Let's go to the book of um, Timothy. It says, no man that goes to war entangle himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. So, And when we look at that word, please him who has chosen him to be a soldier, in verse 3, he already made it known to us that we should endure hardness as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. And in verse 4, talking about pleasing your whoever put you into the uniform and enlist you as a soldier, which is still Christ Jesus. We, as children of God, we are known to be soldiers of Christ. We are known to be advancing the kingdom of God on the face of the earth. And when you look at soldiers, soldiers also have a cause that they, they settle for, they advance for that cause. For example, you see a country where the soldiers are defending the country. They, they advance in that uh, 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 cause that, okay, this is my mission, this is my uh, purpose as a soldier. So looking at this scripture now, he says we should be a man that goes to war, but not entangle with himself, which is individual, with the affairs of this life, that it may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. Now, going into the book of Galatians, Galatians says, as soldiers, we should stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ, which is the one that has enlisted us, has made us free and be not entangled again. Now, when we look at the word entangled again, that shows before we embrace Christ, before we embrace the lordship of our Savior, we were entangled. So, it is the enlisting of Christ into his uh, field, into his uh, domain, into his kingdom that has given us the total freedom. And the word of God is saying, don't go back. Don't entangle yourself again with the yoke of bondage. Am I making sense, ma? Yes, sir. So, as a soldier, there are things we are called to do. There are things we are not meant to do. Like uh, last week, I gave us some example that even when you are fighting a battle, there are things that are called rules of engagement. In other words, there are ways that you fight the battle fairly. Now, when you look at the book of 2 Timothy chapter, chapter 2, when he said from verse 3, he says, Thou therefore endure hardness. So these are some of the things that soldiers will have to go through. These are some of the rules of engagement of a soldier. Endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. That no man, no soldier that goes to war, entangle himself with the affairs 
of this life. Now, being specific, this life, yes, we are in this world, but we are not of this world. So the things of this life is not our priority. What is our priority as a child of God? It is about the kingdom. The Bible speaks so much about Abraham, David, uh, Jephthah, and many more, that their focus and their attention as soldiers when they were on the face of the earth is about going to that city where the builder and the architect is God himself. Now, we have example of Abraham and the rest that has gone ahead of us. Now, this is a letter of a, a father to another son that looked. This is the way forward. These are the rules of engagement. Don't get tied up. Don't get caught up. Don't get entangled. Don't get wrapped up with the affairs of this life because there is one thing that you have been called to do in this life is to please him who has chosen you to be a soldier. When we now get to Galatians, Galatians says, as a soldier, this is also a, a, a language of military. Stand fast. Hold your ground. This is a military language. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty. So, coming into Christ, we have liberty. Where the book of James is one of your scriptures that you love to, to quote and to read. It says, looking into the law of liberty. But when we look at the way law was presented to us in the Old Testament, it's like restriction. It's like bondage. But now when we talk about Christ Jesus, he says, looking into, the, therefore, in the liberty where we, Christ has given us or made us free. So as a child of God, we have this freedom in Christ Jesus. So don't get yourself wrapped up with all those things that you have been delivered from because they are yoke of bondage. And I love the word that you use there. It says entangle again. Again. When it says again, that shows that was how we were. The Bible says we were once in darkness. We were then translated from the kingdom of darkness. So in the kingdom of darkness, we were entangled in the kingdom of darkness. But through the power of the cross and the blood, we were given that total freedom and the yoke of bondage was removed. Now, don't get yourself back in there. Don't submit yourself to that yoke of bondage anymore. Don't give yourself to that yoke of bondage anymore. All that guilt us in this world is not gold. Don't pursue. Don't run after all of this. We know in this world how many people run after fashion. A typical example in the Bible, Gehazi, the servant of the Most High, he was running after money and running after fashion because some of the stuff that the sent, uh, captain brought to offer as a thanksgiving to the prophet, the prophet said, this is not the time for all of this. But we see that Gehazi in his mind, in his head, in his every being of Gehazi is to run after the money and to run after the fashion. And by so doing, after running and getting caught up with the, uh, what's it called, the captain of Syria, the first thing he did was to lie, entanglement. After lying, even the what he asked for the guy gave him much more than and that tells you that he is entangled again from whatever it is that he has been delivered from 
Am I making sense? Perfectly. So, you are the teacher. Hey. So, let's go back to Second Timothy chapter 2. Um, entanglement. <laughs> Uh, if you are uh, watching live, you would see that I have posted out uh, what the dictionary says to us about what entanglement. Uh, can you pause a minute? Is can you see Facebook on your hand? It keeps going black and. I don't know why. Yeah, it's, but the phone is fine. Oh, okay, okay. Because on my screen here, it's, it's just black. It's not even black. It's just turning, 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 okay. turning. Okay. But Facebook is fine. Okay. Please go so on. So I've, I've noticed it. I don't know. I don't know what the problem is. Okay, and go My on. screen is also fine. So like I said, if you are there, you would see that I have posted out um, the dictionary meaning of to be entangled. And obviously... Um, I assume a lot of people know what it means to be entangled anyway, but um, the dictionary meanings means to be uh, to become twisted with or caught in. And to become twisted, that gives me the impression that you choose to be twisted with that thing or that person. To be caught in suggests that you didn't want to be caught in, but it happened. And I'll give an example of that. To be caught in would be like a net that is cast on the sea. Now, does the fish want to be caught? No. Does the fish want to be entangled in the net? No. But the fish gets caught in the net. So that is not voluntary. That is involuntary. So what am I trying to say here, according to the definition? So entanglement can be voluntarily or involuntarily. So, and I, wanna, I want us to look at, I, like I said, um, I want to assume that every one of us know what it means to be entangled, to be caught up in something, to be knotted up in something, to be twisted up in something. And then he also goes on to say, um, someone involved in difficulties or complicated circumstances from which it is difficult to escape. So there are many things involved here. In order, I think, in order for you to fully grasp what Galatians chapter 5 verse 1 is talking about, in that not to be entangled again. I think you need to understand the full meaning and grasp the full meaning of what it means to be entangled because you can be voluntarily in entangled or involuntarily entangled. But either way, once you have been entangled or twisted or involved in circumstances that are difficult or complicated, the meaning still remains the same, that to get out of it can be difficult. Getting out of entanglement can be difficult. 
again, I'm going to go back to that dictionary meaning. It says, uh, someone gets involved in difficult difficulties or complicated circumstances from which it is difficult to escape. So there is two things that is on board when you're thinking about entanglement. Did I willingly get involved or I'll use the word accidentally get involved? Whether you willingly or volunteered yourself to get involved, one thing remains constant in this definition. It is difficult to escape. So which means, and if you've ever seen a fish being caught in a net, or if you've seen a lot of um, marine creatures that has been entangled with all sorts of things that we have thrown into the sea, you understand the difficulties mm -hmm. in being able to get out of the entanglement. That's right. I was watching, um, you know, this uh, tortoise in the, yeah, in that the swim, ocean. Yeah. And they got wrapped up with a net. In okay. fact, this net was not even meant for them. Okay. How they managed they got wrapped up in it. So I that don't was know. involuntary so, entanglement. And for them to, they were just screaming. Strongly. Not even swimming, screaming. Up, up, up. And this guy that dives in there yes, in the saw sea them. saw them. And he was trying to cut them loose. And somehow I see that all of them were so calm. And I said, there is no reason for them to be calm unless they were extremely tired. Mm. Because mm. these are creatures that are very active under or in the sea there. Okay. So until the guy cut them loose mm. and they were just swimming gradually, gradually, gradually. Okay. So it's, it's, it's so difficult indeed. Once you get wrapped up in this, that's au revoir, hasta la vista, come okay. on tapetu. So with that agreed, then you will understand the warning that Paul is giving the people of Galatians in chapter 5, verse 1. And if we still go to what he said to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4 as well, to Timothy, he says it this way. He says, no man that worried entangle himself with the affairs of this world. That's right. Now, you understand the meaning of entanglement. And I believe in this case, Paul is talking about voluntary, voluntary entanglement. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. An entanglement that you choose to wrap yourself, to up wrap yourself in. Yeah. This is what Paul is talking about in this entanglement here. So what are the affairs of this world? What are the things of this world that we are choosing to entangle ourselves with? Praise God. I hope I'm making a lot of sense because it says a man that worried. Mm -hmm. So you need to ask yourself this mm -hmm. question. Are you a man that is worried? Yeah. I am, my children are, my family are, every aspect of my life is worrying every day. Uh, Paul himself tells the people of Romans, uh, Rome, he says, my spirit and my flesh, they wage war. They wage war. Mm, all the time. Um, 
the book of Revelation says to us, it says, woe to you, the, the inhabitants inhabitant of, the, of earth. the earth. Yeah. Why? It says, because... Your adversary the, is the devil. Has been thrown down into well, the earth. Well, if somebody is my adversary... Mm, we have to contend all the time, yes. What does Jude say? Mm. Jude say, contend for, for the, the faith. faith. Well, when you're contending for the faith, what are you doing? You're fighting. So, this war. is the question you've got to ask yourself. Are you... Do you even know that you are at war? And again, you know, I'm going to deviate a little bit. That's Ma all right. Many of us cry as Christians when the challenges of life and the ups and downs of life and the seasons of life come. And we, we panic, we fret, we do all sorts of things. But again, please listen to what Paul is saying to Timothy. Paul says you are a fighter. You have been enlisted to fight. You have been enrolled to fight. So when you wake up this morning and one challenge or the other or obstacle or storm comes, well, hello, an army is prepared for battle. That's correct. You're supposed, that's why he says, no man that worried entangles himself. So look, if you are warring, and I know I'm in the battlefield, I know I'm at war. My children know they're at war. And that is why every obstacle of life, they should not be ready to crumble because this is what you're built for. Uh -huh. This is what you're called into. Uh -huh. You weren't called into a bed of roses. No. As much as every speaker, every motivational speaker that is standing behind a pulpit today wants to tell you that God will bless you, God will multiply you, God will increase you. Do you have a problem? Come to Jesus. Your problem will be solved. Liar, liar, spant on fire. Where is it written in the scriptures? The Bible says you are a soldier at war. From the moment you open your eyes to the moment you close your eyes, you are at war. And if we are to be victorious in this war, if we are to achieve what God wants us to achieve, then we cannot voluntarily entangle ourselves with the affairs of this world. Why? Because it will slow us down. Just look at what you just said about those uh, tortoises mm. that were tangled up. Mm. Were they able to swim? No. Were they able to go where they, they needed were, to go? They were Could moving. they even feed themselves? In fact, I believe if the guy did not they would die. rescue, they're just going to die. They're going to die. So. Because what is the... Look, it's, it's a entanglement is a hindrance. Is a, it's something that is going to weigh you down. It's not something that is going to offload your burden. It's not something that's going to make your life easy. It's something that's going to make your war even more difficult. Because uh, tortoises will use their, I don't know what they call it, flaps or flops or whatever, or things, I don't know what they call it, that they use to swim. But once that is entangled, how can they swim? They, they can't, can't swim. So even if something is coming to hit them, but they are entangled, what hand would they use to defend themselves? There isn't. So when Paul is saying to Timothy that in, if you are a soldier, 
if you are at war and you know that you acknowledge that, then you cannot afford to entangle yourself with the affairs of this world. Think about it. A, <laughs> um, many of you, I, I, I hope and you know and you understand, that many of the times when Paul is writing, especially you know he wrote to the people in Rome, and we know according to history and biblical history, that the Romans were ruling majority of this time. So many of the analogy that Paul used was based on the Roman soldiers. It was based on, do you remember the centurion, the mm -hmm, Roman centurion mm -hmm, as well? Mm -hmm. uh, do you remember the soldier that also said to Jesus, I am a man under authority myself? Yeah, he's the centurion. The, uh, says. Yeah, but the, then who was the, um, um, I, I was thinking of Cornelius originally. Cornelius also was, was, was a soldier. Was a soldier yeah. in the Roman battalion. Yes. Okay. So you get this feeling that, we, uh, uh, they are looking at real-life soldiers, the Roman soldiers, and they are using it to pass a message that we will be able to understand. And let me tell you, let me, let me show you this. Let me, let me tell you this. Roman soldiers, Roman soldiers, as of that time, let me read this to you. Roman soldiers were not allowed to get involved in anything. Roman soldiers, let me read it to you. Let me find it for you. Okay. It says, Roman soldiers, according to the way that they were there at that time, mm. it, as it is written in leg history for us, it says, the, uh, reg re re the legionary soldiers among the Romans were not permitted to engage in husbandry, merchandise, mechanical employment, or anything that might be inconsistent with their calling. I'm going to read that again. A Roman soldier was not permitted to be engaged in husbandry which is farming if i'm mm -hmm. not mistaken mm -hmm. or bigry or things like that mm -hmm. merchandise selling buying and selling mm -hmm. am i correct mm -hmm. okay mechanical employment welding shielding am I, maybe that that's what readily comes to mind or anything that might be inconsistent with their calling so i put this to you if when Paul was writing to Timothy, these were the things that they were witnessing and they were used to. If the soldiers of this world that were answerable to the emperor were not even allowed to be entangled in merchandising, mm -hmm. husbandry, mm -hmm. mechanical employment or anything like that. Mm. And he says anything that is inconsistent with their calling, how much more you that are fighting 
spiritual warfare that you don't even know your enemy. You don't even see your enemy. You can't even begin to imagine in which way or direction they're coming. But the physical soldiers can even see their opposition, can have an idea of where they were not allowed to be entangled in anything that was inconsistent with their calling. Mm -hmm. How much more you and I entangled with anything that was not inconsistent. So this is the question I believe we need to ask ourselves. The first one is voluntary entanglement. Mm -hmm. That's what Paul is talking about. Mm. So I put it to you because I don't know what the time is. Uh, so I think we have about 12 minutes. Okay. So I put it to you. According to what Paul has written to Timothy, what is the voluntary entanglement that you are allowing yourself to get involved in, but it is inconsistent with your calling? Mm. What activities, what relationship, what endeavors, what business are we entangling ourselves with that is inconsistent with our calling. Mm. And the reason for that is because they're going to it's going to stop you from giving your 100% to the defense of the country. It's going to lure you away. It's going to hinder you from being able to give. And that's why Paul says, no man that worried, not some, not a few. Mm -hmm. Every one of us that is worried, we should not be voluntarily en engaging ourselves with the affairs of this world. Why? It's at my own detriment. Mm. You know, some of us think we're superman, we're superwoman, you know, we can multitask, we can, you know, we can do so many things. I, I it, it, you know, it doesn't hinder my Christian journey, it doesn't hinder my Christian work, it doesn't stop me from being an effective Christian. Who says? According to whose interpretation? Yours or God's? Because the Bible says. It's not up for debate. Mm. It says, don't do it. Mm -hmm. So unless, like somebody you said <laughs> says, you know more than God, you're smarter than God, and you're wiser than God, then, well, then you don't need the Bible. You don't need God anymore, ah, Stephanie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you know more than God <laughs> and wiser and smarter than God, you don't need God. Ah, okay. So that is what... Paul says to Timothy here, and that's why I said he's not even up for debate. Now, now, can I just read the Amplified Classic for you? Please, go ahead. For you to know that when I read to you what the Roman soldier was not allowed to do, you can see that even the mindset of Paul, the Amplified Classic says no soldier when in service gets entangled in the enterprises. What's enterprises? Mm. 
Who's an entrepreneur? Everything else that will hinder whatever the soldier has been called to do. Do soldiers get involved in enterprises? No. They are, how will they have time to train? How will they have time to be disciplined and the rest? Okay. So just to let you know, the enterprises, look at your amplified classes. You know, that's the reason why when you go into the military, one of the first things is they recruit people in the city and at take the end of the day, the they take, exactly, they take them out. In the middle, exactly. And their barracks or station it's is always, always far in the middle away of from nowhere. Civilians. And that's the same uh, uh, design they also want to use for prison too, that we're going to separate you from your loved ones, your family. But in the case of soldier, is for training to discipline them. They take them to some rigorous activity to prepare their mindset and their body and their spirit for whatever is to come. And I even believe that today there are some level of uh, um, quote-unquote, they don't call them soldiers, but I'm going to borrow the biblical word, who are elite, that they literally sometimes purge the whole civilization out of them mm -hmm. in order for them to be able to accomplish that mission yeah. that is ahead of them. Mm -hmm. They will separate them from humanity completely. Mm. And all they're doing is preparing them for that mission. Mm -hmm. No distraction, mm. no enterprise, no husbandry, nothing. Anything that is not inconsistent with their calling. So, on, I think for time's sake, I can't begin to... You Look, you have spoken and uh, given us insight. And one of the words that keeps coming out of your teaching is, okay, you are meant to be a soldier. Don't get involved in this and that enterprises, entrepreneur, don't get involved, husbandry, and you gave us the definition of Romans. Let's quickly go to the book of Second Samuel 11 to establish what you are saying. Maybe next week we will look det uh, into details the life of Geazi, which is also the life that has been called to be separated. So Second Samuel 11, I'm going to read my KJV, but whatever V that you have, Read that verse 1. It's only verse 1 we're going to look at. It says, And it came to pass after the year was expired, at the time when kings, the word there is kings, not king. Mm -hmm. So every king that has an empire, that has a territory, these are the time they go to battle. Now, the following uh, script, it says, that David sent Joab and his servant within, and all Israel, and they destroyed the children of Ammon and besieged Rabbah. But David tarried still at Jerusalem. This is the beginning of David's entanglement. At the time that he was meant to be focusing on war, mm. like you have shown us what Dave, uh, Paul was writing to mm. Timothy that, look, as a soldier, 
the language and what we see in terms of the military of the Romans, they don't get engaged in anything else. Mm. Their focus is just to be that mm. best soldier. For ev anything else, mba, it's not allowed. Mm. So at this time, kings also are meant to be at war. And before you go to war, the one thing we and you and I know is that you go through all sorts of training. So maybe David was supposed to be training. He wasn't training. So his mindset and spirit and body was not prepared for this battle. And before we know it, verse 2 says, And the evening came. David arose off his bed and walked upon the roof of the king's house and and. From the roof, he saw a woman washing beautiful herself, woman. and the woman was beautiful to look upon. Did he get beautiful out of it? Woman. No. Walking down the Exactly. Street. No, this one was bathing. No, he wasn't walking down. <laughs> so, Pretty woman. Uh, I think it's a good place to stop. So, uh, we have only two more minutes to go. So, that's fine. The beginning of entanglement, voluntary and involuntary, those are the two things you are able to establish for us. And we've seen David here that he was meant to be somewhere, but he chose not to be there. So, this is a voluntary what? Entanglement. Exactly. And our eyes is the window to into our hearts. Yes. So, Ladies and gentlemen, I pray in the name of Jesus for deliverance. Amen. Look, Paul says it in the book of Galatians. He says, Stand therefore in the liberty. liberty. This is also a command. Exactly. The same way he was telling Timothy, don't get entangled. He's telling us, stand therefore in the liberty. So we have a place to stay. We can stand in here and not get involved in the entanglement of this life. He says, in the, where we Christ has made us free and be not entangled again. I pray that we will live by this word in Amen. the name of Jesus. Amen. I pray for the strength to uphold this word Amen. and walk according to this word Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. We want to thank you for being a partaker. Yes, we uh, uh, appreciate your time for spending this quality time together looking into the word of mm. God. Till we'll come your way next Sunday. This mm. is Pray the Word Ministries. Our Sunday service is online for now. Pending the time the building is going to be open. So, nevertheless, the church is what? Marching, Marching on. on. And the gate of hell shall, shall not, not prevail. prevail. Have a wonderful Sunday Amen. and a glorious week. Amen. From me and myself, leaving you in the most capable hands of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. See you soon.